Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. And you are our listeners, and as always, we thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can, so feel free to listen to Prep Talk on your favorite podcast provider. You can also follow us on our social media, on our Twitter at NYC Emergency MGT, Facebook, Instagram, and much more. As the nation continues to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic, we at Prep Talk are continuing to practice social distancing and are coming to you from our respective homes and offices. We hope you, our listeners, are staying healthy and safe. That's right, Allison. Even though we're practicing social distancing, community organizations have found ways to help those in need during COVID-19. We're going to be exploring that today by talking to two representatives from two organizations that have been active in their communities during this pandemic. Please welcome to Prep Talk, Reverend Karen Jackson, who is the Director of Recovery and Community Initiatives for Project Hospitality based on Staten Island. Thank you so much. And we also welcome to the show Iram Hanif, who is Chief Executive Officer of APNA Community Center in Brooklyn. Thank you so much, Alison. And we want to thank you both for being here to discuss the differences your organizations are making in the community. So let us get right into it. Reverend Jackson, I want to start with you. Project Hospitality is an interfaith effort committed to serving food to those who are in need. Tell us about your organization's mission and the people you are dedicated to serving. Oh, I'm so proud to work for Project Hospitality. Our nonprofit is the largest comprehensive social service provider on Staten Island. We meet hunger needs in our community through our pantries, our soup kitchens, and a mobile pantry that was formed in the aftermath of Superstorm Sandy. We run the borough's homeless drop-in center for adults and a homeless drop-in center for youth, supportive housing for people with HIV and AIDS, and a wellness center that provides mental health counseling and substance abuse treatment. My programs help people to apply for public benefits, and we help people with immigration legal services, domestic violence intervention, and health insurance navigation. Our nonprofit helps tens of thousands of vulnerable Staten Islanders every year by providing them with all the different kinds of supports that they need in order to achieve their self-sufficiency. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, Aram, APNA's mission aims to provide a safe, appropriate environment for adults of different ages through social and development opportunities. Can you share more with our listeners about your organization? Sure, Allison. So APNA Brooklyn Community Center is uh, located in Brighton Beach, Brooklyn, uh, with a mission of helping our community through community engagement, uh, education and development initiative. Since the inception of APNA in 2017, APNA rightly jumped into projects to meet the needs of uh, low-income immigrant New Yorkers. Um, Majority of them are South Asians. Uh, people from India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. And uh, APNA provide them help in applying for entitlement services, like whether it's food stamp, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, Disability. 
along with that apna uh, help them in uh, getting civically engaged and um, we have hosted various civic engagement and voter registration events apart from that apna also uh, partner with other community based organizations and city agencies in terms of betting ser- better serving our community members we provide a uh, legal help free legal consultancy we partnered with uh, other organizations in terms of providing food assistance and uh, providing them food uh, groceries as well as apta also provide them assistance in applying for income tax and we also hosted various uh, community engagement events like family days or eid mela movie night and the whole purpose of apna's work is uh, to bridge a gap between the community and the needs and the resources thank you both for sharing that information a lot of great work that you're both doing in the communities uh and i wanted to get to the impact of covid-19 uh because as you, as you know for the past few months we've been dealing with the pandemic here in the city so what impact did covid-19 have on your ability to connect with your community and how were you able to adapt to continue providing resources and services iram let's start with you Okay so um uh, you know the covid-19 situation have completely changed many um many setups many processes many many uh, structures but apna took this situation as an opportunity rather than just taking it as a challenge for us we jumped into new projects in terms of helping our community members so we started uh, we were we were working with the city and we were one of the city's grab and go sites for halal meals distribution and pantry boxes distribution and since the start of uh, uh, april 24th i would say um, we started distribution 3 days in a week in our uh, from our center more than 2000 pantry boxes more than 5000 individuals used to get food from our center until now this food distribution is continued and we are serving their our community free meals hot halal meals uh, four days in a week along with that we distribute other things like milk and meat and other stuff which uh, which is uh, the basic need of the community along with that apna also started providing them assistance in terms of getting financial assistance whether it is unemployment insurance whether it is stimulus checks or whether it is any other sort of uh, financial relief or help they can get directly from any city agency from federal um, like unemployment insurance and other benefits uh, because uh, the community we serve our majority of them are not native english speakers and they cannot navigate all these online applications and systems so they need somebody to help them out uh, to, pro- to complete all these applications so that is one of the project which apna took over and we are uh, very proud to say that we helped more than 200 families in getting some sort of financial help uh, as per their eligibility so these are the two major things and even uh, during the pandemic uh, as we were working with income tax filing and preparation and all of a sudden it got stopped but we helped our, our constituents in continuously applying for their income tax report income tax returns digitally in partnership with grow brooklyn which is a partner organization so these are couple of things which apna have continued uh during the pandemic uh and we are continuously helping our constituents in applying for all these benefits and resources and apna also uh, what we did another thing was we have done eid celebration because uh during the month of ramadan uh the muslim population celebrate uh, one of the largest event of the year which is 
Eid holiday and people were homebound. There was so much depression going on. Kids were not able to come out. So soon after the Eid, we have already uh, organized Eid festival in which we have distributed hundreds of hundreds of toys to our children by maintaining social distancing uh, and um, uh, by having appropriate PPEs. Uh, we have also organized a spring celebration in Brighton Beach in partnership with other organizations. So these are a couple of things uh, which we have done so far during the pandemic and in terms of engaging and maintaining an environment where, yes, we have to deal with the challenge, but a prop with, along with that, we have, to, we have to live with this. We have to learn how to live with this new norm. Iram, I'm glad that you mentioned halal meals. And before we get to Karen, um, the halal meals are important because I think people don't realize that we're going through a pandemic, yes, and there are certain people that have dietary needs um, that need the help. So mentioning the fact that you're not only providing food, but you're providing the food that people need is a great point. Yes, absolutely. Karen, what about you? Well, COVID-19 has really devastated the lives of people on Staten Island, either because they were sick or they cared for or they lost someone who was sick or haven't been able to work and are experiencing really serious financial hardship uh, that has led to real hunger and real suffering. Our food pantries have been utilized by community members in need more than ever before while a lot of our longtime volunteers who are seniors have needed to stay at home. So we are stretched thin with fewer people and fewer resources, but we are super committed to meeting the hunger need in our community week after week. We're also able to provide homeless Staten Islanders who are so vulnerable to contracting the virus with safe and sanitary places to sleep at night and access to medical care. People grieving the loss of loved ones to COVID-19 are able to receive telehealth counseling through Project Hospitality's Wellness Center. And our benefits enrollers have assisted so many Staten Islanders with applying for SNAP benefits for the first time, enrolling in Medicaid, and applying for unemployment. I've particularly seen a lot of need among immigrant Staten Islanders who were unable to receive an economic impact payment or unemployment benefits and who have accrued maybe several months worth of rent arrears while waiting to be able to return to work. And I'm proud that my organization has been able to distribute $220,000 in direct emergency relief to these households since the start of the COVID-19 crisis. Both of you are doing incredibly noble work to help fellow New Yorkers. And we sincerely appreciate everything you've done, um, especially during um, this pandemic. Um, you both also work closely with New York City Emergency Management as Community Organizations Active in Disaster, or COADS. Um, although no one likes for a disaster to occur and Obviously, the city is currently responding to one. We all know it's important for individuals and communities to be prepared. So can you talk about the importance of emergency preparedness and the work you are doing to prepare your communities in addition to responding to this current emergency? Aram, let's start with you. 
Okay, why not? Yes, um, as you mentioned, Alison, that um, nobody uh, uh, wanted to have any emergency to occur or any disaster to occur, but we have to be ready. And we as a community organizations have a duty in terms of making our community aware about what's coming next and how to get ready and prepared. So that's the one step APNA has taken as we are a member of South Brooklyn Co-Ad. From the Co-Ad and from the um, uh, New York City Emergency Management Team, we are continuously updating, uh, getting all the information and resources, not only in only in English language, but in their culturally competent languages. Like in our South Asian community, we have materials available in Urdu and in Punjabi and Bengali languages which we distribute to our constituents in terms of making them more aware about how to get prepared, how to uh, get themselves ready about any emergency situation. So that's, I think it's a very good blessing of joining the, the, the COAD or the NISIM uh, team in terms of uh, getting all the resources and information and uh, delivering it to the constituent directly because as a grassroots organizations still we are able to have a one-on-one interaction certain times when they are coming to our food pantry or getting any food assistance from us so we are continuously doing this and that's uh, i think uh, a great way of working together Iram, that's a salient point that you make in terms of language access uh, here at emergency management we work closely with communities to ensure that we're providing the materials that people need in the languages that they need them. We have our material and information in 13 different languages. And so it is key, it is important, it is integral that during preparedness, recovery, response, we have to meet people where they are and we have to be able to provide the information for them in the ways that they can understand. So. Uh, an important point that you made in terms of language access. Karen, let's turn to you. Well, in the aftermath of Superstorm Sandy, Project Hospitality worked very closely with our FEMA VALS to create the Staten Island Long-Term Recovery Organization, which is a coalition of more than 50 Staten Island nonprofits, houses of worship, and civic organizations. After Sandy, our coalition conducted these large-scale needs assessment canvases of impacted community members, and we coordinated volunteers to muck and gut and rebuild people's homes and connected people in need to disaster case management. Uh, And we distributed more than $1.4 million worth of grants, volunteer labor, and supplies. So I think creating this coalition of nonprofit and community leaders ready to work together to help our neighbors in the aftermath of a disaster is one of the most important emergency preparedness measures we've been able to take as a borough. Our coalition has also hosted many workshops to train households on how to pack a go bag and make an emergency plan. And we've partnered with New York City Emergency Management to host a train the trainer workshop for Staten Island faith leaders to be able to train their congregants in emergency preparedness. Now in response to COVID-19, our long-term recovery organization has been conducting citywide needs assessment canvases to get a sense of what the, the predominant unmet needs are among general community members, food access and rent assistance being the top two. And we've called thousands of people to do wellness checks in English and Spanish and connect people to resources. We're also very active in New York City VOAD, which is the citywide coalition of 
voluntary organizations active in disaster. Karen, I am happy that you brought up VOADs and the volunteers. How can people sign up to volunteer with your organization? And the same question for you. Project Hospitality loves our volunteers. And so we welcome people to come and serve in our food pantries or in any other ways that you're able to contribute. New volunteers can call our main office at 718-448-1544 or just fill out a volunteer application through our website, projecthospitality.org. APNA also relies a lot on our volunteers and um, anyone who is willing to volunteer can call us at 718-648-4300 or they can also email us at info at apnabrooklyn.com. They can join us for our efforts in food distribution and as well as because APNA is also partner of 2020 Census. And during this pandemic, we were encouraging our constituents to not to forget about census because uh, all our resources, all our infrastructure, all our schools, hospitals and, and education system, everything, all the resources and funding depends upon our census numbers. So just a reminder for everybody, we are dealing with a, a pandemic situation. It's an unprecedented time, but not do not forget about the importance of census because the next 10 years of lives in New York City are depending upon our numbers. Thank you very much for that information. I want to switch gears a little to your message that you have for your community. You guys are both engaged within your communities. As we know, this is an unprecedented time, as you said, Iram. I want to ask, what message do you have for the people in your community? What message of hope can you give them during this time? Iram, let's start with you. Okay, so as you said, this is a challenging and unprecedented time for everyone. So the one message I would like to give to our community is that no matter how difficult the life is, no matter how difficult the challenges are, there is always a way to get through this. And working together and moving together is the right approach to get through this pandemic. And we will get through this together. Karen, you're up next. What message of hope? I would want to let Staten Islanders who are struggling in response to COVID-19 know that Project Hospitality is here to serve and help, but really the purpose of life is to um, to love one another and to love our neighbors. And Staten Island is a very diverse and unified community, and the more that we can do to step up and practice social distancing and volunteer our time and our resources to help our neighbors, the more quickly we will recover and the stronger we'll be as a community. Yes, it goes back to something we say on Prep Talk that our communities are, you know, part of part of our everyday life. It's important for all of us to work together during all phases of a disaster. And it's very important for New Yorkers to know that their community and their community organizations are there for them. If you are a community organization uh, looking to get involved in emergency preparedness and resiliency, you could visit nyc.gov forward slash community preparedness or check out our partners' uh, information on their respective websites. I'm talking with Reverend Karen Jackson from Project Hospitality and Aram Hanif, Chief Executive Officer of APNA Community Center in Brooklyn. Up next is Rapid Response. You're listening to Prep Talk, the Emergency Management Podcast.
All right, it's rapid response time. And if you are a first-time listener, it's simple. Omar and I will ask questions, and our guests will give the first answer that comes to mind. It's time for Prep Talk Rapid Response. Okay, what is the one emergency item you cannot live without? Reverend Jackson, let's start with you. Wi-Fi access. The ability to communicate after a disaster is so important. And I'm really grateful to organizations like New America that have been building free public Wi-Fi networks across New York City as a disaster preparedness initiative. Excellent. Aram, how about you? I was about to say the same thing. Internet is the most important thing right now. We cannot live with internet. Uh, We are completely dependent on internet right now. In any case of emergency or disaster, I think uh, internet accessibility is the key of connecting with each other and dealing with the disaster. Allison, I have to say, this is the first time I think that we've had both, say, Wi-Fi access. I would agree with you on that. I think that this is, I was just about to say the same thing. First for prep talk, Wi-Fi access, um, obviously something very critical. People have said phones, people have said their computers, but Wi-Fi access, I think this is absolutely a prep talk first. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's great. Let's move on to our second question. What is the one thing you want listeners to know about your community? Reverend Jackson, let's start with you. That Staten Island is a diverse community of people, that we care about each other, and we're willing to work together in really creative and innovative ways to help our community prepare for and recover from disasters. Okay, so the Brighton Beach community is also a very diverse community. We have people from, I believe, so more than 20 different countries and um, different uh, um, nationalities, different ethnic backgrounds, different language and cultural preferences. But the beauty of this community is that we all are living together and we are all uh, getting ready and prepared together in terms of dealing any um, any unforeseen situation or any disaster. Last question. Sum up the work you do in one word. Reverend Jackson, let's start with you. My word is care. My word is together. Both great answers. Um, And speaking with Reverend Karen Jackson and Aram Hanif, we sincerely appreciate you being on Prep Talk to talk about how you've helped your communities during the COVID-19 pandemic. To our listeners, it is important to know that we are all in this together. And it is important that we all work together before, during, and after a disaster. That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.